0: Pleasure to be with you all this morning. Uh, my name is Sam Wortman, and I'm uh, here with one of our graduate students in the Department of Agronomy and Horticulture and in the Doctor of Plant Health program, Chris Chen. And we're going to talk about our research on the potential impacts of dicamba and 2,4 D off target movement on specialty crop injury and yield. And this is some research that's funded in partnership with the Nebraska Department of Agriculture. Next slide, Chris. Okay. All right, so we've got three main goals for this session. Uh, Hopefully by the end, you'll be able to describe specialty crop injury and yield loss potential from off-target herbicide movement of those two chemicals. You'll be able to explain the relationship between drift rate, herbicide residue, and food safety, some unique consideration for specialty crops. And then uh, hopefully appreciate the importance for observing herbicide labels to protect some of these sensitive plants, so we know that Many of you are are field crop and commodity crop uh, producers and so uh, we're taking a different perspective here and thinking about some of those specialty crops that are uh, around the landscape. So now Chris will talk a little bit about some of the research he's been doing.
1: Okay, thanks Sam. Um, Especially in Midwest, most of the time the uh, susceptible crop like lettuce, they're at the close proximity to conventional farm where farmers grow dicamba-tolerant crops like soybeans or 240-tolerant crops as well. Um, Both of the dicamba and 240, they're really easy to vaporize. So if farmers don't really care that much, they decide to spray their chemicals. uh, If the wind is blow to the direction of the susceptible crops, and then the wind speed is more than nine miles per hour, uh, it's chances very likely that herbicide are going to cause off-target drift and it's going to kill a lot of lettuce, so that's not what we want to see. Uh, Some of the uh, environmental factors that cause off-target herbicide movement, including temperature. The high temperature will cause vaporization. uh, Relative humidity will cause uh, some temperature inversion. And high uh, wind speed, I already mentioned, uh, cause particle drift. Uh, Application factor is uh, farmers should maintain the boom height uh, below lower to the ground and also the nozzle selection should be, should be slightly a uh, little bigger nozzle tips that create, create a bigger droplet that not really easy to carry by wind. And also the travel speed should be moderate so they don't you know, cause the particle drift. Common symptoms of decambo and 240 injuries including uh, stem swelling, You can see from the lattice picture on the left and also uh, the pumpkins on the left too. They also have leaf crinkling uh, stem, uh, also the cupping symptom you, you can see from the both of our lettuce. And also, we also find for pumpkins, if they're at flowering stage, uh, they cause they drifted by the chamber to actually abort their flowers. That's something unique that we find. So why do we care about specialty crops? First of all, they're high value cash crops, and also most of them are broad leaf and they're very susceptible to synthetic auxin growth regular herbicide like dicamba 2,4-D. And also the use of dicamba and 2,4-D tolerant crop is increasing. So here is, is short note that about um, the full rate of dicamba and 2,4-D, uh, I'm using a, a matrix unit for my graphs, so I apologize here. Um, Here's the conversion from US unit, uh, from matrix from unit to US unit, so you can you're welcome to go back here and check the rate. So we actually did a two-year study, uh, 2019, 2020. We did the greenhouse uh, lettuce and also the field lettuce. We also did a two-year field study for pumpkins, both dicamba and 2,4-D. So here, I'm I'm going to do the dicamba first, on lettuce first, and then followed by 2,4-D on lettuce, and then same with pumpkins. So as you can see from our table, our, our graphs, we have the uh, dicamba drift on seeding lettuce. On top, we have the romaine lettuce, which is the commonly used in Caesar salads and also in burrito. Uh, the, the, the Vulcan lettuce is commonly known as red leaf lettuce. You can buy them in grocery store. So on the right uh, bottom, we have the control and then we have the lowest rate, lowest rate is one to the 10,000. And, we increase to 25% of the label rate. So you can see when drip, the common drift happens on seeding lettuce for both variety, the color line is around one to the 100 for both lettuce. So moving on to the mature stage, if they have drifts on them, they actually have a little bit higher tolerance. So the color line is in between one 10 and one to the 100. So right in between here for both variety. So for the presentation, for the time purpose, I'm only gonna focus on Vulcan lettuce. You can see from this graph, this is the lettuce injury. We have a uh, log scale for X axis, but you can see the ceiling state is actually more susceptible compared to mature stage. The dotted line is the mature stage. Um, Transfer that to the information, we find out if the decamate drift on ceiling Vulcan, we find out that 5% of label rate will cause about 50% injury. That translates to about 10% yield loss. If the uh, Vulcan lettuce is at mature stage, about uh, 10% of the labor rate will cause 10% yield loss. Uh, 25% labor rate will cause 35% yield loss. So uh, 240 drift on lettuce, they actually have a really similar uh, symptom. You can see the lip crinkling you know, those symptoms are really common, uh, similar. We also find the color lines around 1 to the 100. So, so, moving on to the mature stage, for Romaine, we find out the color lines in between 1 to 1 to the 100. But for Vulcan, we actually find out 1 to the 100 actually have injury. So, the, the color lines right over here. So, we find out that Vulcan is actually more susceptible to 24D. So for this information, we find out uh, 240 drift on ceiling Vulcan, Vulcan lettuce, we find out that 2% label rate will cause about uh, 50% injury, and that translates to about uh, 10% yield loss. We find out if 240 drift on mature Vulcan lettuce, 8% of labor rate will cause 10% visual injury seven days after treatment. The most the interesting we find is 0.2% of labor rate will actually cause 10% yield loss that means you that means there's no injury at all you can detect on lettuce but actually yield loss could still occur that is very important so sometimes you see the injury even if there's no injury yield loss is still happening we did the dicamba residue test on the romaine lettuce and what we find out is within the first week when the drift happened the actually detect dicamba residue are very stable so we Advise farmers to send in samples within the first week when they see the injury. And also, the cool thing for this is actually, you know, you, if you send the sample to the lab, you can only get the observed residue in part per billion. You know, the actual drift rate is actually you're not able to know the actual drift rate. But based on this, if you know the observed residue test, and then you can backtrack to the actual drift rate, and you can plug into my model for better yield loss prediction. We also find that even at the lowest rate, 1 to the 500 drift rate, there are still a little bit herbicide you can detect, about 12 parts per billion. So actually, EPA has, US EPA has the standard for the dicamba and 240 uh, herbicide residue for food um, consumption. So EPA has, for 240 and dicamba, For the uh, fruiting crops, it have about 50 for pumpkins and 40 uh, for sweet corn. Uh, For leafy crop like lettuce and asparagus, they have a little bit higher threshold. It's about 400 parts per per billion for lettuce and 4,000 parts per billion for asparagus. So I mentioned before, even 16 days after, you can still detect about 16 parts per billion. So if the rate is a little higher, they could actually cause problem for the, for the food safety. So the take-home point for this is even in the absence of significant injury or physical yield loss, off-target herbicide movement can compromise food safety and marketability. Let's move on to dicamba drift on pumpkins. We also find out that vegetative stage, We uh, vegetative stage is before they vine out. So they actually just produce a couple leaves. They haven't mine on flower yet, so we spray at vegetative stage. We also find that vegetative stage is more susceptible compared to the flowering stage. And we find out that if the chemical drift happen on vegetative pumpkins, 6% of label rate will cause 50% visual injury 14 days after treatment, which is equal to about 50% yield loss. Uh, If they happen on the flowering stage, about 20% label rate will cause 50% yield loss. The interesting about that, can on pumpkins is they actually kill plants on the growing point, so plants can never really recover from this if they happen the injuries happen on the growing point. So, to, if 240 drift on pumpkins, we find out that if they're at vegetative stage, uh, five percent of labor rate will cause 50 percent injuries 14 days after treatment, that translate to 20 percent yield loss. If they're Drifts occur when they're at flowering stage. We find out 8% label rate will cause about 50% injury, but we couldn't really detect the estimated percent yield loss because they're really close to each other. The the reason for this is actually, 240 is quite unique when they happen, when they drift on uh, pumpkins. They actually don't kill plants at the growing point, but they actually push them to grow more vegetative leaves so which means after two months, they most of them, like especially one tens, they can actually recover. So they don't don't really compromise much about that much about yield. So the take-home point for my research is lettuce and pumpkins, they're very susceptible to that and 24D off-target injury. And we know that the growing stage at the time of drift event is critical for estimating yield loss. And also I mentioned herbicide residue analysis should be conducted in the first week, the seven days with after drift event for the best estimate of the actual drift rate and the yield loss. Occasionally, we find that very low rate of decambient the 240, they can actually increase yield, but that yield sentiment residue will likely compromise marketability and of the vegetables. And the most important part for the old presentation is applicator should follow the label and always communicate with, with the specialty crop neighbors.
0: And to that last point, thanks Chris, uh, a plug for Driftwatch. So you can register uh, in Driftwatch, specialty crop producers can, and commodity crop producers can access this database uh, in an effort to communicate with those specialty crop neighbors, or even just find them to begin with. So this is uh, what you'll see when you first log into to driftwatch.org for Nebraska is just a map of all the specialty crop producers. So this includes everybody that's producing grapes and other types of fruit, vegetables. It also includes your certified organic farms. So that's gonna include include even those certified organic corn and soybeans and wheat. So you can filter and sort by uh, the type of farm and you can choose a smaller area. And so if we look at the next slide, Chris. Next slide, Chris. Oh, back one.
1: Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Okay, there
0: we go. So, uh, if we look at that, this slide we're we're zoomed in here on kind of uh, around Lincoln, Nebraska, and just to kind of give you an appreciation for just how many specialty crop farms there are across the landscape. We don't always see them; they're not always highly visible. Maybe not right off of the roads, uh, but they're out there, and we can see them here. And so, uh, this is just a really helpful resource to identify those. See if one of your neighbors is growing any specialty crops. And then the most powerful thing about this tool is on the next slide is that we've got contact information here. So uh, I put contact information up here for Ryan Picarch. He's he's uh, one of our collaborators near Dwight, Nebraska. He actually grows uh, some commodity crops as well, but uh, they grow a lot of specialty crops and uh, vegetables. And so uh, if Ryan's one of your neighbors, you can find his email address here. He's got his address, he's got his phone number. And the, the whole goal of Driftwatch is just to start that conversation uh, to say, hey, uh, we're gonna be growing some dicamba-tolerant soybeans this year, can we work together to make sure that uh, that we don't have any uh, drift problems on your specialty crop farm? Because what we want to avoid is any of that significant yield loss and injury that Chris talked about. We don't want to see 50% yield loss in pumpkins or lettuce uh, because if that's your livelihood, 50% yield loss uh, is going to be a real problem. And so we want to, the whole goal of Drift Watch is to prevent that conflict, to prevent any litigation or anything like that between neighbors. Uh, so Communication is the best way to do that.